0: What is it like working in the space industry? In this episode of The STEM Space, I talk with Christine Dubert, Program Manager for York Space Systems, where she's responsible for planning the development and assembly of satellites. York Space Systems is based in Denver, Colorado, and was founded to radically improve spacecraft affordability and reliability, transforming and enabling next generation space mission operations worldwide. Today is one of the most innovative aerospace companies, specializing in both end-to-end consumer solutions and the manufacture of spacecraft platforms. So this episode is the audio recording of when Christine joined me on Space Club Career Chats, a broadcast for elementary and middle school students. Our discussion is based on questions submitted by students who wanted to know more about her pathway to STEM, what it's like to be a woman in engineering, and her hobby of Scottish Highland dancing, you can find the full video on Vivify's YouTube channel. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. All right guys, we did it. We are at the final Space Club career chat of the semester. Once again, I'm Natasha part of Space Club's mission control and I'm so excited to welcome all of our Space Club students out there. Many of you watching just wrapped up that final part of your mission to Mars and we're going to do a big highlights video of your amazing designs. I can't wait. And because this is a final raffle, we have two prizes and they're good ones. They're really good ones. So One is for a team, and then we have a grand prize for a lucky school. So stay until the end. But first, let's get to your questions for our Career Chat guest today. So we have Christine Dubert. She is a program manager for York Space Systems. She has a bachelor's in engineering from Texas A&M University, a master's in engineering management from Duke University, and she's planning to pursue an MBA from the University of Cambridge later this year. So her job is at York Space Systems. She's responsible for planning, overseeing and executing the development and assembly of satellites that support their customers' needs. So we're going to talk about her pathway to STEM and we're going to dive into what is York Space Systems and what her job is like. All right. So let me bring her on. Welcome, Christine, to Space Club Career Chats. Thank you so much for having me, Natasha. So I had a question here, because when I was reading your bio, you mentioned you're planning to pursue an MBA, but first, where are you located right now? So right now I'm in Denver, Colorado. And so that's what we're seeing in the background. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. And so are you doing this MBA virtually? Because, well, where is University of Cambridge, if students don't know? <laughs> the University of Cambridge is in England, so it's I have to go across the Atlantic to get there. So it is not virtual. You're actually going to leave. Yeah, so I'm actually going to take a sabbatical for a year um, from York Space Systems and go get my MBA. Wow, that's so exciting. Well, congrats on that new adventure. But let me, I want to have so many questions. Like the students, (laughs) like for this final one, really brought some great questions. Bring it on. Uh, Before we get to York Space Systems, I want to talk about kind of your pathway and journey to STEM. So this first one, love their team name, Space Lava Dolphins from um, Illinois. Were you involved in a lot of STEM as a kid? Yeah. Um, So my dad was actually an engineer. Um, He studied computer and electrical engineering uh, when he was in school. So I always kind of just grew up with a a parent who was always tinkering with things, fixing things and trying to make things better. And I think that really rubbed off on me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of credit is due to my parents. They did their best to expose me to a wide range of different things as a young child. And STEM was just one of those things that stuck. I remember going, um, so I grew up in Houston, Texas and going to a space camp at the Houston Museum of Natural Science. The whole, you know, the week builds up to building kind of like this little mini rocket out of a water bottle and, you know, like lifting that off. And that's kind of the first time I really remember kind of really falling in love with space and um, seeing myself maybe doing that as a future career. So the next one's related, which is asking, and this is from a team in Pennsylvania. So did you find your career in high school? So it, found, it seems like it was that camp that maybe had a big impact on you. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, and in high school, it's it's funny. I tried to like think back to the moment where I was like, I knew I was going to study engineering. And that was never like a conversation that I had with my parents. It was just always kind of a given that that would be oh. what I studied in undergraduate and sometimes I'm like, why did I do that again? Because um, <laughs> it's, it's engineering school is no joke. It's a it's a really uh, rigorous curriculum. Natasha's I know that you are aware, um, but it is so worth it if it's something that you're passionate about and something that you're interested in. Um, I I guess one more little anecdote: we went on a field trip to Johnson Space Center um, when I was in sixth grade, and I annoyed my teacher so much. My science teacher, she was at the end of lunch was like christine please go like hang out with your friends and stop asking what me did you do? i was like how do i become an astronaut how old do i have to be what do i have to do like all these questions and she's like, christine i don't know the answers like we will figure it out later but please please go have fun <laughs> um and that was kind of the i guess the real like that was when nasa became the dream um and yeah. definitely not something that i ever thought i would have achieved um with my engineering background being industrial engineering, it's it was kind of a weird path that got me to NASA, but I was really fortunate and lucky to kind of check off like the childhood dream at the start of my career. And you're saying that because you were at NASA at the start of your career. So yes. tell us about that. Yeah. So um, wore a lot of different hats, like the five years I was there, um, did some systems engineering, which is a lot of paperwork. It's... <laughs> um, We have requirements for everything that we build and put into space. And so systems engineers are really focused on those requirements and making sure that we have what we need to get the job done. And then once we've built it, that it passes all the tests. Um, And so that was a really interesting experience. Did a gig as a test engineer for a little bit. So working with those systems engineers and actually testing the hardware and then also did project engineering and deputy project management which are kind of related, and that's more of the overseeing role and making sure that everyone else has what they need to get their job done and, for lack of a better term, kind of herding cats and uh, Mm -hmm. making sure everything's done when it is needed and that the customer that you're working for, which in my case was NASA, um, at that time, is happy. And so it was great to kind of get the full gamut of experiences and get to see what all the different roles were um, at the start of my career to see what I liked, what I didn't, and those are things that have really helped me as I've grown into these like project management and program management roles of knowing what questions to ask, knowing when to call things out. Of Like, I think you, like that's taking too long. You know, what's the hold up here? Um, and so it just gives you having a wide background, I think, is really beneficial as you move forward in your career. So, well, what's interesting, because you work at York Systems now, um, York Space Systems, but a lot of people are like their dream job is NASA. And so I'm curious, like how you got scooped from NASA, you know, a lot of people's like dream job to this other company. Yeah, um, it wasn't an easy decision. I'll tell you that there were a lot of tears shed um, in those final weeks at NASA because it was, it was like, why are you leaving your childhood dream? But the the aerospace industry is so much bigger than what NASA is and what NASA does. And I think, again, to kind of be a really well-rounded employee and, um, you know, kind of just like my future goals, I needed to see and learn how the other side of the industry works. Satellites are totally new for me. Never built a satellite before moving to this company, but there's a lot more satellites in space than there are humans. You know, so that it is a it is a bigger part of the market. And I think kind of seeing how private industry operates is important too. The government is very regulated and has lots of rules and processes that they have to follow and private industries really, you know, fighting against that and trying to change it. And so it's, it's been really fascinating to, to see the differences and see what works and find that happy medium. So let's talk about this York Space Systems. What is this company all about? Yeah. So it's a, it's still a pretty small company, but we're, we're focused on building satellites, small to medium satellites our ceo's vision is really about building this like standardized satellite that the government, anyone in private industry can say hey we need x amount of these satellites and we're going to put our payload on it and we can get it to them in a couple months so it, the goal of this company is really to try to revolutionize the the satellite industry by offering an affordable spacecraft something that's reliable and then something that can be churned out really fast so it's a, it's a fun company to be a part of that's cool and it's something That a lot of people don't realize like this commercialization of space Mm -hmm. like you think nasa and that space and its government but there's all these like opportunities for companies to come in and create products so that's really cool and the students had a lot of questions about the satellites um but first i want to talk about you mentioned like project management so Mm -hmm. this is a team in colorado actually Uh, what projects are you working on at the moment so I'm, i'm only on one um project program right now. Um, And we're focusing on building 10 satellites for the Space Development Agency. And if it's something you're interested in, you can Google that and learn more. Um, But they're a new government agency that's much like our company, trying to question how things have been done in the past and see if there's a a better way to do it for the future. And so it's been a really great partnership between SDA and York. And what does it mean to be a program manager? Because you use that word. And I think the kids were like, I think I know what that means. Yeah. So like, what do you do? Yeah, it is a hard, nebulous thing to define. Um, so again, it is kind of, I am I face our customers. So I'm the one who interfaces directly with the customer. Um, and again, just make sure that my team has everything that they need to succeed. I'm definitely not the smartest person on my team, not the most knowledgeable but I'm the one who will drill things down and make sure that if there's something blocking my systems engineer from getting a report done, I remove that for her so she doesn't have to worry about it. What I like about it is I consider myself someone who like has just like a very high level understanding of a lot of things, but nothing like super deep and technical. And that fits really well with my brain, but also my personality. I'd much rather be talking to people than be just like looking at a computer screen all day. And so it's been a, it's been a happy balance for, for what I like to do and also what I'm capable of doing. How do you plan to use your MBA to support this role? Like how does that play into it? Yeah, it's the MBA. So that's a master's in business administration. And that's really just focusing more on the business side of things. And truly a lot of what a program manager is, is like setting ourselves up for future success. And I'm not on the business development side of things, but if I do well as a program manager that gets out into the, you know, into the greater aerospace community if they trust the program managers that are working at the company, helps us get new business, stuff like that. Um, But really just for me, better understanding the financials, um, I think will help me a lot, do a lot of schedule work as well. Um, But just really having the bigger, broader picture of why we do what we do from a business perspective is what I want to use the MBA for. I love that perspective because a lot of the previous guests we've had have been really technical roles. Mm-hmm. So you know we've had like astrophysicists, right? So very sciencey person, and then we've had engineers, and we've had a systems engineer. Um, but it's also been more on the technical side. So that's kind of cool. This merging or intersection of like engineering mm-hmm. with business and big picture. And if yeah. you know kids listening are interested in that, it seems like the engineering route was still the way to go. Do you agree with that? Like first getting an engineering degree was a good way to get there. I think it definitely helped me. And and like I said, saying yes to lots of different opportunities, even like the test engineering gig was not something I was super excited about, but the company I was working for really needed someone to fill that role. And I was like, I'll try it. Can I have a get out of jail free card if I don't like it after six months, you know, and, and they agreed to that. And um, while it wasn't a good fit for me personally, I learned so much from that, that's really helped me, um, you know, when working with test engineers now of like, hey, like why isn't you know this test procedure written or why do you why are you walking off over a week to do testing on a circuit board? You know, that should only take a couple hours, things like that. So I do think having that engineering background is really supportive, at least if you want to be in a more technical field. Um obviously there's program managers at every company, you know, in every industry. But I think if it's something, if aerospace is something that you're interested in. Um, I think engineering for sure is a helpful path to take. This is just something that came to me and I'm curious your experience. So you are a female yep. in engineering. Uh, would you say that it's mostly men that you're working with? Are there more women? Uh, yeah. How is it being a female engineer? Yeah. Um, I always somewhat jokingly say, you know, you have to kind of make the decision in engineering school that you're not going to let it bother you. Um I've been underestimated so many times. And a lot of that is you kind of have to know your self-worth and what you bring to the table to be like, if they want to underestimate me, that's totally fine. I'll prove them wrong eventually Mm -hmm. um, and not let it get to you. Um, NASA was pretty, pretty well split. Um, Women were still the minority. But I mean, I go through some meetings on a daily basis where I'm the only female in the room and it doesn't bother me. And I think. You know, I love organizations like yours that are really focusing on STEM with middle schoolers. Unfortunately, that's when we lose a lot of young young girls out of STEM is because mm-hmm. it's not cool and it's not cute. And that just couldn't be farther from the truth. <laughs> um, right. You know, it, there, There's nothing cooler or cuter, in my opinion, than being a smart, intelligent person pursuing what you like and what you love. And if people make fun of you for that, like it's going to happen and there's really nothing you can do about it but you just have to know that like you're doing what's right for you and that's all that matters so I'm hopeful that things like this and help us increase the number of women that we have in you know 10 years time that are working at aerospace companies whether that's NASA or something in the private industry because I'm all for more women yeah with this yeah I love that Uh, because when I was working as an engineer I was the only female on the team So like walk in, it's all guys. And I was wondering in the last eight years that I have not been working if things have changed. So there's probably been some improvement, but it's still, it's a very male dominated field and you just have to, you just deal with it and you bring in your own strengths as a woman. Mm -hmm. And those actually probably are assets to the company. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's such a powerful message for all the girls listening. Okay, well, let's talk about satellites. <laughs> we had, had questions about that. So I'm, I'm going to do one here about what are some uses of satellites? So, I mean, so many. Um, if you have a smartphone or you use a computer, um, that GPS that's on your phone, like that comes from satellites. Um, a lot of the really cool pictures that we get of the Earth, you know, whether that's to track climate change, to track hurricanes as they're coming Forest fires, anything like that, those come from satellites. Um, there's also obviously um, military uses for that to to track and monitor what's going on on Earth. But I always like the the pictures are my favorite uses of satellites because I think our our little blue marble is really special and beautiful, and I love seeing it from above. And in your company, you're trying to kind of standardize satellites. Mm-hmm. So are you? Is it going to serve all these purposes, or is there a specific purpose from the satellites you guys are designing? Yeah, so that's where the the customer comes in, and it'll really be what the customer wants to put on the satellite. Our vehicle will just be the standardized thing that helps them get into space, Um, but what we call payload, um, the customer will pick their payload, and whether that's cameras or other tracking telemetry um, controls, um, that's really up to the customer. And the payload just means the thing you send into space, right? Yes. So whatever object you want, like the camera, to go into space. Yeah, are the satellites you guys sending are they permanent? Like, do they stay in orbit for a long time, or how does that work? Um, so, space debris has definitely become an issue that yeah. was not predicted when you know the space race started in the late '50s, early '60s, and so now anytime you do put something into space, you have to have a deorbiting plan. Um, and so it again kind of depends on what the product is that you're putting into space. It could be five years, it could be ten years. It just really depends. Um, But then you have to prove how you're going to either refuel it or um, bring it back to earth and have it, you know, um, burn up on reentry. And the question here, we actually had, it looks like three teams asked that question. (laughs) So how long is what they wanted to know? How long does it take to plan everything and then build everything for satellites? Yeah. And so again, I can only speak from my limited satellite experience. Um, Planning can take, you know, anywhere from three months to six months. Um, again, our standardized product really helps with that. We know what we're building. Um, it's usually working with the customer to figure out what that payload is and if we need to modify anything slightly to allow that. Um, and then building a satellite, we, we can do it in a couple months, which is pretty, wow to me sounds impressive. Again, I don't know what other companies do, but um, we're, oh we're really fast turnaround. Yeah, wow, that's cool. Okay, so I'm going to switch here to something (laughs) very different, Uh, your life outside of work. And so you mentioned when we sent your bio to students, something about Highland dancing. So tell me, what is Highland dancing? What does it mean to be a Highland dancer? Yeah, so I went to to a small school in Houston, Texas, and they had a Scottish arts program. So that meant that there was a bagpipe band. And then we had dance teachers who taught us how to Scottish Highland dance. And you got to wear a kilt, as you can see in those pictures. Um, But it's, I guess they're kind of like their national dance. It's a very formal thing. And there's almost, there's like Highland competitions, like every other weekend in Scotland and even had the chance to go over there and compete um, closer to the, like the end of my dancing career. Um, But it was a really fun and unique experience, and it's always kind of my fun fact because no one's heard of it. And mm-hmm. it's so weird that growing up in Texas that that was something that I did for a big chunk of my life. And when did you start dancing and are you still currently dancing? Um, so let's see. they I mean, they started teaching it. So I went to the same school from kindergarten through twelfth grade, which is also a unique thing. Um, and we started learning probably in kindergarten, you know, it's like you learn how to skip and then go from there. Um, But I didn't start competing till fourth grade. And my last competition was um, right after I graduated from high school. We went to Scotland for the summer. And so that that was where I ended my career, which was bittersweet. Um, I will sometimes still pull out the dancing today. Um, One of my good friends that I danced with over the years, she got married over the summer. And there's always kind of the tradition of at your rehearsal dinner, at your wedding that You do a dance, and so um, she and I did some dances at her rehearsal dinner this summer, and we were both pleasantly surprised that we could still do it all these years later. So that's that's awesome, yeah. Well, I see a couple other pictures here, so it seems like you're very adventurous. Maybe you do some traveling. So what what are we looking at? Yeah, um, so that is actually in uh, Jerusalem. Um, Yeah, but I made a a goal for myself when I graduated from undergraduate or from Texas A and M to try and visit one international location every year Um, and COVID obviously threw a wrench in that, but there's just so much that you gain. I mean, traveling to me is really fun, but getting to experience other cultures and see how other people live who aren't like you and don't have your background is just really eye-opening. And I think you come back a a better person, a more understanding person if you get the chance to travel Um, and even doing that in your own backyard is I think worthwhile, but it's more fun to, Go abroad if you can. Yeah, I love that. And are you a skiing? Are you a good skier? Um, I've actually switched to snowboarding. I just didn't have a picture of snowboarding. But um, that was the first time I ever put skis on my feet. And that was like end of 2019. And it was one of the most terrifying things that I've (laughs) ever done. (laughs) Um, But now I can snowboard down a mountain, no problem. And it's really fun. So um, if you're in a part of the world that gets a lot of snow, you should definitely look into it which is not texas but no it is not we can go up to where you're at and get some mountains um okay so here i'm going to end um our chat with these rapid fire questions i know this is everybody's favorite part cuz they're kind of quick answers so whatever comes to your mind with these questions are you ready bring it on okay what would be your plan b if you didn't make it in any to any space related jobs um ooh I don't know. I mean, grow up, growing up in Texas, like I probably would have ended up in some oil and gas company, um, but I don't think I would have stayed there long. Um, I also like really like history, so maybe I would have gone and been a history teacher. So weird pivot, but. And this is Faith West Academy in Kansas, oh, by Katie the way. West. After- so fun little story here. Um, I'm going to say the school I went to. So, St. Thomas Episcopal um, in Houston, Texas. And we used to play volleyball against Katie Faith West, and y'all were a formidable opponent. And um, But y'all also had the best uniform. So, um, shout out to Katie Faith West. I love it. Okay. Do you like being a Scottish dancer <laughs> more or being a program manager? Um, program manager definitely pays better, but it was really fun to be a Scottish dancer um, while I got to do that. So, yeah. What is the coolest thing you have made? Oh man, um, probably the what I was working on at NASA when I left. It was a a little little box about this big um, that measured the gas concentrations in the air. And so it was. It hasn't flown yet, but uh, it was supposed to help astronauts know whether like the air in the Orion capsule for the Artemis programs was going to be okay to breathe. And so that was. Mm a very cool kind of like science project slash engineering project to be a part of. That's awesome. Yeah. What, well, you answered this, but what is an MBA? It's a master's in business administration. So just a master's degree. And what are some things you see with a satellite? Um, So many things. Um, Again, like I said, really, it's just mostly pictures of earth. Um, it helps us track when there's weather issues, whether it's hurricanes, forest fires, things like that helps us look at that, but also helps us track how the climate's changing over time as well to make life better on earth too. I love it. Well, thank you for chatting and answering all these questions and great job to all the students watching. Yes. Um, awesome questions. So if you have a few minutes, if you could stick around Christine, because I want to show off kind of what our space club kids have been doing. Yeah, I would love to see it. What did you think? i mean wow i'm impressed like i wish programs like this existed when i was younger because how cool to get to expand your brain and you know be creative like this at a young age and that's awesome way to go guys that was amazing i agree and i love the unique solutions um Mm -hmm. like the the way they just use materials, like the different recycled materials to have like the Rover garage or like the wind turbines. That was like a really cute one. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, so proud of all the teams that made it this far. Uh, Cause these were really tough final missions and this like big one with you had to like design a whole habitat. Um, Christine, have you ever looked at a telescope, through a telescope? I have, I have, they're pretty cool. And I, I want to throw out one more thing to look at. Um, you can always go to spotthestation.gov and see when the International Space Station is going to be flying over you and watch that. You don't need a telescope for it, but it would be a lot cooler with a telescope. So So even if you don't win a telescope, you Mm -hmm. can still spot the ISS. I love that. Christine, any final thoughts or words for our space club kids watching? Yeah. I mean, y'all are already doing great things. And so I would say just keep doing that and keep doing things that you're passionate about. And I hope that stays space, but if it changes to something else, pursue it with the love that you're doing right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, say yes to opportunities as they come up and just work hard in school. And I think y'all will do great. And I am was so honored to be here today and to get to see your final project. So thank you for letting me um, join y'all for today. Yeah, thank you for being here. And I I love the perspective that you brought um, and your, you know, very different type of work and working at NASA, now doing satellites and the program management is really cool. Um, So thank you for sharing your story. And thank you to all the students. Um, Again, this has been an incredible semester of projects, um, all sorts of different engineering challenges culminating to this big final capstone. So I hope you guys have a wonderful summer and maybe we'll see you here for future missions in space club. So have an awesome day. Bye everyone.